0: Welcome to the Darknet Summary. In this month's episode, we look into a parallel conflict taking place in the Russian-language Darknet. Pro-Russian and pro-Ukrainian-Russian-speaking cybercriminals are pitting themselves against each other, creating rival forums and marketplaces, seeking to fill the void left by the closure of Hydra Marketplace. What's unique about this situation is that prior to the war in Ukraine, there was an element of camaraderie in the Russian-speaking darknet. The result was the dominance and sophistication of Russian-speaking cybercrime circles, from where the majority of global fraud originated. This credo, built up over the years, is now fractured. What will be the outcome of this parallel conflict and how will it affect global fraud issues over the next few years? Here to explain more is NetOne's intelligence specialist, Michal Barbash.
1: Following the takedown of Hydra Marketplace in April of this year, which we covered in a previous episode, it was expected that competitors and newcomers would try to fill the void to become the leading Russian language marketplace. Inevitably, personal and political allegiances in the war in Ukraine were expected to become more visible, but six months later it has definitely escalated. What we see now is that geopolitical concerns are becoming more evident in an area of financially motivated cybercrime politics
0: is proving bad for business. Mihal, to give our listeners a better understanding of the situation, can you tell us how the Russian-language darknet functioned before the war in Ukraine?
1: Prior to the war, Russian-speaking cybercriminals had an unwritten rule that they would never go after targets within Russian-speaking countries. This was mainly to avoid harsh law enforcement actions within those countries, so very often Russian-speaking fraudsters kept to this rule. We have to say that, generally speaking, defrauding Western countries' citizens is just more profitable. Thanks to this, Russian law enforcement wasn't so eager to fight with Russian-speaking cybercriminals. This boosted the cooperation and mutual trust among members of this community. On the other hand, language barriers for non-Russian-speaking law enforcement make it more difficult to invigilate Russian dark web. As a result, Russian-speaking dark web created probably the biggest number of sophisticated services, solutions and tools for hackers and fraudsters. When the war in Ukraine started, we could see changes to this dynamic with Russian speakers inevitably taking sides. The current situation has seen previous cooperation and comradery being shattered and rival forums and marketplaces with pro-Ukrainian or pro-Russian stances vying for dominance.
0: Mikhail, can you tell us who are the main threat actors in the Russian-language darknet? Hydra marketplace was by
1: far the biggest marketplace on the darknet. It has been suggested that over the course of its dominance, Hydra received $5.2 billion and accounted for 80% of all darknet cryptocurrency transactions. It is therefore clear why rivals have sought to take the top spot. But we must stress that this amount was so big partly because Hydra also offered a cryptocurrency mixes service for money laundering purposes. Many former Hydra users and vendors quickly moved to the RuTor forum, which became a hacking target for competitors. It quickly aligned with OMG, OMG marketplace. This was done in opposition to the cooperation between Way Away, the narcotics forums which became dormant in 2019 and was restarted in July of this year, and Kraken, the supposed successor to Hydra, run by its former administrators. What has followed is a clear division in political allegiances. RUTOR and OMG OMGOMG are seen as pro-Ukrainian and suspected of having been controlled by the Ukrainian security service. Its rivals, Way Away and Kraken, are suspected of being backed by Russian law enforcement. This has further fueled speculation that the Hydra admins were somehow controlled by the Kremlin. The pro-Kremlin cyber collective Killnet has also shown support for Way Away and Kraken,
0: which only adds more credibility to the claims. Thanks for the update, Mikhail. Despite a split in the Russian-language darknet, it seems unlikely that global fraud attacks will decrease. Regardless of rival forums and marketplaces referencing politics, the core modus operandi remains the same – financial gain. As always, we will continue to monitor events in the Darknet, but we must always keep our defences up. That's the end of the Darknet Summary. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month for the latest episode of the Darknet Summary. Our NetHone Fraud Prevention blog also contains a wealth of expert analysis on the dark web and anti-fraud issues in general, so feel free to check those out. If you wish to contact us regarding anything you've heard in this podcast or have general suggestions for us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Send us an email to contact at nethone.com.